Reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Anjalila, Chapter 6, Text 13. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Pure Shanti Pure Raghunatha Yabe Aila Mahaprabhu Kripakari Tanna Sikaila. When Raghunath Das, during his family life, went to meet Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at Shantipur, the Lord gave him worthy instructions by his causal mercy. Omagana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha. Sri Chaitanya Manobhistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanshakalpa Turubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayebhacha Patitanam Pabhanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siyadvaita Gadadhar Sivasade Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, um, great to see all of you. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, pretty much here, the COVID restrictions are over. And uh, it's the summer. So, I, I'm sure some people who normally would have go to class would probably be out and getting the sun, but we still have a quite a good number. Um, I'm probably going to do another Bhagavad Kata, but I want to do Gaur Lila, uh, at least this week, maybe the next week, because one of my favorite festivals is coming up. I think there were two or three people that heard me speak about it yesterday, but most didn't, but it's always a little different. Um, it's the Chira Dahi Mahotsava. Chira Dahi means flat rice and yogurt. And it's a famous festival. It's a famous pastime of Lord Chaitanya and uh, Lord Nityananda and, of course, Raghunath Das Goswami. And I used to have major festivals I described I'll do it more briefly but about 25 years ago there was a lull in ISKCON and you know wasn't much happening and the temples a little bit in this area dysfunctional and I had to have my own festivals and they were very successful based on this pastime uh, I'm not sure why I choose this pastime. Well, it was at this particular time, which was the summer. And it's a beautiful pastime for many reasons. One, it has so many important philosophical imports. Um, so many important philosophical imports. And it's a story of coming to Krishna consciousness. 
And when I described yesterday, and this is such, I think, an important point for everyone's spiritual life, um, we all have a next step, every single person. And the distance between the step we're on and the next step is called an obstacle. <laughs> and when you overcome that obstacle, then you, you have the next step and an obstacle after that. And uh, that obstacle always seems insurmountable. If, if you could meditate now, what is your next step in Krishna consciousness? What is the thing you have to give up that you're attached to? Um, what's the thing you have to give up that you're attached to? And, and what's the thing you have to accept which you can't get? Um, and there are obstacles. And generally, <clears throat> you need mercy <laughs> because your own effort doesn't actually do the job. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be at the next step. And so this story is very, very significant in our spiritual life because it describes, because it describes how to look that obstacle. So I, I would always like to celebrate the story and actually do the pastime. Because basically, as you come to the conclusion, the obstacles were removed by the mercy of the guru who engages one in service to the Vaishnavas. There's such a nice thing about service to the Vaishnavas. I, I look at it this, is that God really wants to serve his devotees um, and he does it through his devotees. And that pleases him and invokes his blessings. I always think of that verse of how we get the impurities removed in our hearts. Um, and it always has to do with Sangha. Srinvata Swa Kata Krishna. When you say Kata Krishna, it, 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 Shrindvatam, you're hearing it means someone is speaking. Shrindvata swa kata Krishna. So there's, there's something that's going on there. There's Sangha, there's people together. Dadati pritagrinati, guyam atyachi prichati. What are the exchanges of love? One of the exchanges of love is explaining in confidence and hearing in confidence. So when God sees this loving exchange between his devotees, Srinvata Svakata Krishna, Punya, it's very purifying. Punya Shravana Kirtana. Srinvata Svakata Krishna, Punya Shravana Kirtana. Someone is speaking, someone is hearing. This punya shravana kirtana. This is very purifying. Vidinoti shrinvata svakata krishna punya shravana hidyanta sto in your heart 
Abhadrani, what is the Abhadrani means what are the obstacles? What are the obstacles to devotion? Vidinoti, they are clean. Vidinoti, Srit, Satam, the obstacles of the devotees are clean, and it gives the reason why. Surit, God is Surit. He is close in heart. He reciprocates with us. So, and the other types of loving exchanges are didati pritagrinati, giving gifts, accepting gifts, and bunte bojiate chaiva, giving prasad and accepting prasad. So when you exchange in service to the Vaishnavas in this way, by giving gifts, by giving teachings, by giving prasad, and it's accepted in the mood of love, and one is hearing in the mood of love, and one is accepting in the mood of love, the food and whatever gifts there are, then there is blessings. Every single path, not even the path of bhakti, no path is independent of bhakti because we're so limited in what we can do by our designations, by our identifications that put us in a particular place, by the lenses of our mind and how we see. So even the path of jnana is dependent on bhakti. In the path of jnana yoga, even though the goal is renunciation, and even though they may have an impersonal conception, they still worship God. Because somehow or other, there needs to be something beyond our own effort. We have to achieve something that's beyond our own effort. Even if you look at the process of yoga and see what it entails, it's impossible. It's impossible. What, for, to, to meditate on an object for an hour and a half without any conception in the mind. And that's the first of seven stages of samadhi. Then you have to go and meditate on an object without a conception of the object. It goes on and on. So mercy is required. Tesham satityuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam didamigo. That when one is engaged in Tadami, I give. So it's a very, very just important and beautiful story. So here, I'm just going to, because I'll do it the next week. So what happens is, is there's a young man. And I explained this point yesterday that... Um, the general process of bhakti is that yukta vairagya, balanced detachment, and that to become purified and move forward in Krishna consciousness and become increasingly detached, what we do with our desires, 
is they're generally regulated. And I, I describe when desires are regulated, then if you have a very strong desire and you artificially renounce it, the tendency is to think of it more. So what, what a system of purification does is in, in, in Krishna consciousness, the, the, the desires are dovetailed. So what it means is you have a desire, you're a brahmachari and you want association with the opposite sex. It, it, you're trying to renounce it, but you're thinking of it more. And the whole, the whole point of Krishna consciousness is to think of Krishna and to purify our minds and to put ourselves in a situation where we can actually concentrate because what how practice is defined in classical meditation is concentration, especially in bhakti, you know, yoga, but bhakti, concentration over a period of time without any interruption and in the right mood. So, to, to purify the mind, then if you indulge in those activities, uh, uh, then you, 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 then the samskaras increase, the impressions increase, and you become addicted to them. And then you can't help but think of them. And then, then you, it's very difficult to take the spiritual life. So if you renounce them artificially or you indulge in them without restriction, you don't become detached. You become more, you become more absorbed in those objects. But what happens in bhakti is you regulate them. And what regulate, a person gets married and the, the, the enjoyment is within certain parameters. There's dharma, it regulates you. And then what happens is a very interesting thing. Your mind enjoys enough to be peaceful and you are practicing enough renunciation of those desires to become purified and you become increasingly detached. So here, Raghunathas Goswami, uh, he's Raghunathas, so he's this young youth and what we'll find out from the story that actually he is qualified for that level of renunciation. And, and what may be for one, uh, 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 the married life would be the path of increasing one's detachment from those desires by regulating them and, and, and regulating them, which means enjoying them and restricting them at the same time for a person at a particular level of renunciation, then that becomes an obstacle to his, then his next step is to give it up. Or another person's next step is to regulate it, but his step is, so he's at a very exalted, but somehow karmically, he's in this situation of family life, which is which is an obstacle to his next step in Krishna consciousness. So, but 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 it's very intense for him. He's the only son in in, in a joint family of two brothers. He's the only heir. It's the richest family in West Bengal. 
It's also a very religious family. It's a Vaishnav family. And they get married at a young age to a wife who's more beautiful than the goddess of fortune. He has more wealth. And and this is his obstacles. Because he's legitimately at that level. And he's pleading with his parents that he, he... he wants to go to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He wants to live in an ashram. He wants to give up this. And, and there are rare people that are qualified for that. So he goes to Lord Chaitanya. And this festival is being celebrated this week. So he goes to Lord Chaitanya. And, and he's ready to give himself fully to his mission. And Lord Chaitanya gives him instructions. And he said, instead of becoming a so-called renunciate Raghunath Das, following the instructions of the Lord, return home and played exactly vishayi praya, like someone is enjoying in the world. Prabhupada says pounds and shillings, man, which is just an expression for a worldly person. So he he sends him back. And even though Raghunath Das was inwardly completely renounced, even in family life, he did not express his renunciation externally. Instead, he acted like an ordinary businessman and his, his family was satisfied. When he received the message that Lord Sri Chaitanya had returned from Mathura city, Raghunath endeavored to go see the lotus feet of the Lord. So Lord Chaitanya sends him back for a particular reason. And actually after doing this story, I decided to resume a, a, um, book that I had began writing. I just somehow or other gave it up. And now I have the determination to write it again or the inspiration called Lessons from the CC. Because there's so many instructions on how a Vaishnava should behave. And just even beautiful social instructions like this one. Lord Chaitanya is pushing him away from renunciation. And he's doing it for a particular reason. Because renunciation has to be tested. Otherwise, the renunciation, the act of renunciation would cause disturbance. And if you want any history of that, you talk about the history of ISKCON, where so many men took sannyas. I told this uh, renunciation. I told this story yesterday, too, that I, I always like to look at this picture by Prabhupada's bed. Those of you who've been to Vrindavan, there's a place where Prabhupada left the world and it's a public room. And Prabhupada had a picture and he was standing on the steps of the Krishna Balaram temple, his temple. And he was standing with 20 of his sannyasis, his renunciates. And uh, then... 
after Prabhupada left, that picture disappeared. And I, I assume that the picture disappeared because all those people had disappeared. <laughs> there practically wasn't one of them that was still a sannyasi. And Prabhupada said sometimes his god brothers had criticized him. Sometimes there was envy, that was for sure. They didn't like, for example, that Prabhupada's guru was called Prabhupada, and then Prabhupada's disciples said, can we call you Prabhupada? He said, okay, it's, a, it's an honorific term. But Prabhupada said, my god brothers criticized me, but there's one thing that I think that they were right. I gave young people sannyas. The renounced order of life. He said, but what can I do when there's no trees in the forest, the castor oil looks big. We know even Lord Chaitanya, we were reading this morning a, a few days ago when this very elderly and very learned logician and great scholar, somehow when Lord Chaitanya fainted in the temple, he, he took him to his home and Lord Chaitanya was very grateful to him. And then Lord Chaitanya wanted to liberate him and he made a plan to, to feign being his disciple. It's a very strategic thing just to endear him. And later, we know after he instructed Lord Chaitanya on this verse, Lord Chaitanya was so intelligent. He said, can you explain this verse? It was called the Atmarama verse. And it was a verse in the Bhagavatam that specifically illustrates why the form, pastimes, and qualities of Krishna are transcendental. They're not mundane. And the reasoning is because this person, Sukadeva Goswami, who as soon as he was born, he, he went to the forest. There's a story how that happened, how someone so you, but he went to the forest. He left everything. He left his families. And why? Atmaramas chamuneo, nigranant opyukrame, korvantahoitakim bhaktim. He was Atmarama. He was satisfied in the self. And when you're satisfied in the self, when you're satisfied in your consciousness, you're not attracted to anything in this world. This is actually our challenge. This is actually our challenge, to be satisfied in heart. And when you're satisfied in heart, then vishya vartante nirahrasya dehana raso rajam raso pyastya param drishva navartate. You have a higher taste and you're not attracted at all. But he's not, it, it just wasn't even psychological. It was his core constitutional realization. He was living in the bliss of the self. Atmaramas, chamuneo, therefore he was munio. The term muni or sage comes from mauna, or one who is silent. You don't have the need <laughs> to be in this world. But he became attracted 
to the pastimes of Krishna. I told this before, I think in the last few classes when Sukadev left home and his, his father Vyasadev sent the students to look for him and they were chanting the verses about Krishna. Although Putnana came to kill Krishna with deadly poison on her breast, disguised as a nurse, Krishna accepted her as his mother. He didn't see the evil. And she attained the damn destination, his mother. How merciful is Krishna? And then just describing how glorious is Tavakatam Ritam, Tapta Jivanam, the burning in the heart of the Jiva. Tavakatam Ritam, Tavakatam Ritam, the nectar of Krishna Kata is so beautiful. And he was attracted to hearing about Krishna, even though he had no attraction in the world, meaning that the pastimes of Krishna were transcendental. And this verse explains that in so many ways, because each word has multiple meanings. And Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya was able to explain nine different meanings indicating the transcendental nature of Krishna from that verse. And Lord Chaitanya, listened very, very submissively. And Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya was becoming endeared to the student. The teacher develops great affection for the student who is submissive and surrendered and likes to hear. In fact, Srila Prabhupada's guru Before he initiated Prabhupada, he was, they weren't formally introduced, but Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati recognized him from a previous time. And how did he recognize him? He likes to hear. So he endeared Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. And we're describing that when one is trying to communicate something, you have to have such deep realization because what do you have to accommodate? You have to accommodate how the person understands what you're saying according to their frame of reference. And therefore you have to mold the words and the message in different ways to explain it. And you have to accommodate the person's self-conception, his ego, his status, his seniority to you. So Lord Chaitanya was so, it's such an, a good example of compassion. He feigned being his teacher to win his heart and create an opportunity without offending his ego to humble him. Because when Sarvabhama Bhattacharya said, well, wh what did you think? He said, well, I thought it was a good explanation, but I've learned 64 more. And he just was, because it's a top, Scholar, the top logician, 64 more? That's more than six times, almost seven times as many explanations. 
and I'm the greatest logician, and I, I studied the Shastra, and I got nine, and you have 64? And that kind of, the, the, the endearment he felt for, for Lord Chaitanya, who sat and offered him respect and was hearing and submissive, that combined with the awe he had of his learning, which he didn't present in an egotistical way. He just said, I heard some more. Created in him a receptivity to actually confront that Lord Chaitanya was the Supreme Lord and he manifest his sadbuj, his six-armed form. But in that exchange, when Lord Chaitanya said, now you're senior, you instruct me. The first thing that he told him was, improper to take sannyas. Work your way through your desires to renounce them. Don't renounce them artificially. And because there is status in India to sannyas, because it is the, the renounced order, because it is the guru of all occupational and social positions in society, then one could artificially take it because of the desire to be superior. Like in America, probably when young people, when People grow up, they're thinking, if I can become a movie star, rock star. In India previously, the ego goal <laughs> was let me be a guru, let me be a sannyas, and a sannyas was automatically the guru. So such a good example of what Lord Chaitanya does, even though he's internally renounced, he sets the example of pushing people back and letting them come to test, test their actual resolve and test if they're actually qualified. And then the example of Raghunath Das Goswami will read here because what happens is the next thing that is shown is how qualified this person is in the world. Because if Lord Chaitanya just would have accepted him then you can have a misconception about sannyas. Well, okay, you leave the world. It's for people who are losers. It's for people who are incompetent, which happens in India. You see in Vrindavan, so many join ashrams. They, they take the saffron color. Now all of a sudden they're respected. Why are they taking it? Because they can't function in the world. It's a collection of, as we say in English, usually losers. They couldn't do anything in the world it could be, so let, let me renounce the world. Well, you renounce the world. I've seen this in India, people wanting to renounce family, et cetera. What? But not, not, not for any spiritual or transcendent, because they had a hard time in their family. It was too hard. It was too difficult. I, I remember there's this one Krishna monk in Siberia, and he's very respected. And he was a top nuclear scientist before and even had some disability, was always in pain. And he would train his monks 
to be grihastas to get married. <laughs> that would, you know, control your senses because one day you'll be in a situation which you're going to need to control them. And he would push them back. Of course, some were, were determined. And he gave them the instruction. He said, either you serve everyone or be the humble servant of a family to have the conception that there's something higher than yourself so that you don't enter into that renounced order to be the center of the universe. You enter the renounced order to be the servant of the universe. And you have to have that conscience. So Lord Chaitanya sets that example. And then they tell a story. So there was a Muslim official, I'll kind of paraphrase it, and he's collecting taxes. Now remember this subtagram, Raghunath Das Goswami's family was so pious as Vaishnavas and the Muslim rulers were so, so oppressive that they, but they had power because they were very rich. They, they made a deal with the Muslim Nawab, the, the king of that area, the district of that, the head of that district, the head of the greater area, that give us a district where the Vaishnavas can worship without harassment. And that's how Raghunath Das, we're going to see in this story, he attains the highest level of renunciation, which is complete absorption and taste and transcendence to the degree that you're disinterested in anything else, not that you're just remaining aloof. The Vaishnav renunciation at the platform of bhava and prem is called viraktir. It means not just aloof, but disinterested. And why are you disinterested? Because you have something that is so much better. And that's removing the concept of false ego and superiority. You have that connection with God. And the highest form of love is flowing from your heart to God's heart and God's heart to your heart. And that is the highest pleasure. You can't compare that to anything else. Even Rupa Goswami in the Nectar of Devotion, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Prabhupada's commentary is Nectar of Devotion. It described... It was one of the qualities of, of bhava is called moksha. I'm not sure if I got this one, which one right, but I'll, I'll go with this. We can check it later. Moksha, laguda krit. Krit means to do. Moksha means liberation. Lagu means make very small. So the pleasure of devotion makes the pleasure of liberation very small. So it described you can't compare the pleasure. You can't compare the pleasure of material sense pleasure to the pleasure of liberation. Liberation is the sense of relief, but there's actually pleasure in it. There is some pleasure in it. And you can't compare sense pleasure to that. But if you take the pleasure of liberation and you multiply it 
by the highest number, it's a Sanskrit name for infinity, it wouldn't even equal a drop of the pleasure from the ocean of devotional service. If you believe in God, you believe this is true. Why? Because if God has pleasure, why should it not be the highest pleasure? If he can do anything. Why should not be the highest pleasure? And why shouldn't he allow those who love him to participate in it? And the very nature of love is that it's a shared experience. And that experience of love is God's highest pleasure. And it's shared with the devotees. And therefore, when it describes chanting the holy name at the higher levels of ashakti or bhava or praying, what does it describe? Anandam buddhi vardhanam. At bhava, it's anandam buddhi. It's an ever-increasing ocean of ananda. And at prema, prati punamritas vardhanam. Prati, at every step, punamritas. Vandana, swadhanam means like drinking. Chatur vidha sri bhagavat pasado swadana, like sweet rice. The spiritual master is enjoying as the disciple is taking the four types of foodstuffs. Swadana, ana food, swadana. The swadana is the, like sweet rice, like pudding, like nectar, so nice. Prati Purnamrata's Vardhanam. It's relishing. Prati Purnamrata. Purnamrata, the complete nectar at Prema. So that's the real renunciation and a platform of renunciation. But you can't do it artificially. So anyway, there was a Muslim and he, he that, that district. And when then Haranya was Raghunath's uncle, his father was Govardhan, Majundara, they were, they were landholders. He made an agreement with the government that he would collect the taxes And that was the agreement. He would collect the taxes and, and he would give a certain portion and they, they would be left alone. But then this Muslim, who was the tax collector, he lost his position. He became very envious. And Aranya made a mistake because he was collecting two million coins and he should have delivered 75% to the government. He should have delivered 1,500,000. But instead, he was giving only 1,200,000 and making an extra profit of 300,000 coins. He was the richest man in West Bengal. And just somehow or other, I don't know how it happened, but businesses like that, somehow or other, in business, you tend to see other people's money as your own. Whenever you make an agreement, even among devotees, put it in writing, especially when it deals with money. The, 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 
narcissistic consciousness is so challenging. It's so challenging that we tend to see according to our desires. So this, this Muslim tax collector, he became his rival. And he brought the minister in charge. And they came to arrest Haranya, but he, he ran away. So, so instead, what do you do? This is what you do. You arrest the family and you torture the family until the other family member comes. And they were upset. Why? Because there's 300,000 coins missing. So this Muslim official every day he had Raghunath Das Goswami and he was saying, bring your father and his elder brother. Otherwise, you're going to be punished. And, and he was getting so angry every day trying to get that information. But when he saw the face of Raghunath, his mind changed. It, it, it just, this is what the hard thing was for his parents also. I, I was describing yesterday, I'm, I'm reading this wonderful book. I highly, highly recommend it. I'll build you a temple, the story of Juhu. And my god brother Giriraj Swami and Prabhupada said, all elders love him. And I've seen that with Giriraj Swami. Just he had a potency. And Raghunath Dasko Swami had a potency. And some people, they're just so attractive. And when they're younger than you, it brings out your Vatsalyaras. I remember there was one. Um, I was in Govardhan, and this person was staying with me. He was a very humble devotee from Russia, but he was from an extremely aristocratic family. I mean, when he joined and, and, and devotees found out who his family was, his father was the most, his great-grandfather was the most famous opera singer in Russia the head of the Bolshoi Ballet. So he told me his sister is coming. I told this story before, so those of you who heard it, I'll say it in a shorter way, that his sister was coming. And could I take her on Govardhan? I love to give people that deep spiritual experience. I said, sure, let her come today. He said, oh, but he, she brought, he, she's with her nine-year-old daughter. And I said, why did she do that? You know, let her come to Vrindavan herself and be enlivened and give it to the child. And when the child is older, then, you know, he, she, the child will enjoy it. Otherwise, she's just going to be watching this child and, and she won't get anything from it. He said, no, this child is very special. This child is very special. I said, okay. And when the child came, she was so, girl, she was so well-behaved, so devotional, and so beautiful. I remember I was sitting in Govardhan giving 
go around and leave and she was sitting and just listening for an hour. It just, I felt like these, these feelings come out of parental type feelings. She was just such an attractive child. And some people have that karma. So he, he wanted to beat Raghunath Das Goswami. But when he saw him, his mind changed. And then he was a little bit also, then in his mind, he became a little apprehensive because Raghunath was from a influential family. So he was a little afraid to beat him. Um, his family was intelligent and very expert in business. And they were honored almost as much as the Brahmins. They were called Kayastas. So they were very powerful and they, they used to serve the governments. So he knew he, he didn't want to cause that kind of trouble. And while this is going on, the Raghunath thinks of a very tricky, tricky method to escape. And what this is going to show, he, he's going to leave. But Lord Chaitanya wanted this example. He's not leaving because he can't make it in the world. He's not leaving because he wants to prestige, which he can't get in the world. He's not leaving because he wants to, you know, anything material. He's from the richest family in West Bengal. And not only that, he's so expert. So he, he, he looks at the children and said, my dear sir, my elder brother and my father are brothers. And brothers sometimes fight. And sometimes they have friendly dealings. And there's no certainty which will happen. This is always there. So, Charm, I'm sure they're fighting, but tomorrow you three, three brothers, so he includes them in there, will be sitting in peace. Just as I'm my father's son, so I'm always yours, I'm your dependent, and you're my maintainer. So for a person to punish one he maintains is not good. You are expert in the Shastra and you're living like a saint. So be considerate. And when the Muslim person heard that, his heart softened, he began to cry. And he said, you are my son today. Today, by some means, I shall have you released. After informing the minister, the Chota released Raghunath and then began to speak with him in great affection. Your father's elder brother is less intelligent. He enjoys 800,000 coins. But he should give some, I'm a shareholder, he should give me some share. Now you arrange a meeting between me and you, you 
and let him do whatever he thinks best. I'm completely dependent on his decision. Raghunath arranged the meeting and the matter was settled and everything was peaceful. In this way, Raghunath Das passed one year exactly like a first class business manager and the next year he decided to leave. So he understood Lord Chaitanya's instruction, go back, and he understood why he told him to go back because he had to set the example that renunciates and they leave the world, it's not because they're not capable in the world. It's not because they're not capable in the world. He wanted to set the example to push them back because too many people, this is a fact, go into these kind of positions not to serve the world, but because we're in this world to enjoy and control. And then when you're in a spiritual organization, who are the rock stars? They're the saffron cardinals. <laughs> who are the rock stars? But that's not the reason to go. Therefore, in ISKCON, they're much more strict now. They have a better record. Okay, anybody like to make uh, Jamuna Jai, you can start. Are you still there? You can make a comment. Maharaj, thank, for, thank you so much for class. I was just really being struck by this, the, the two stories interweaving Raghunath as to his Goswami and, and the Muslim fellow, and then Lord Chaitanya and Sarabama, uh, Saraboma about this respect that both of them paid. And it's that cult, you, you speak of it often, this culture of respect, how to, how to act, you know, how to act submissively. And it's just the, the beautiful interweaving of the two stories is such a beautiful like roadmark. This is how we should inquire. This is what we must do. And so it was really beautiful to see the two stories line up right. like that. And, and how it wins people's hearts. Yes, yeah. That, that, that there's, there's ways to act to increase the flow of love. And a cultured person knows how to do that. And one thing he knows is how to be a student. Mm -hmm. And therefore he knows how to inspire the teacher to reciprocate with the blessings and the knowledge. Yeah. And in America where the age differences are being obliterated, I say every 13 year old girl wants to be 21 and every 50 year old lady wants to be 21. And, you know, none of this like age appropriate, you know, the glories of aging and respect and going to the next order, you know, and, and be the, the grandmother, the, 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 you know, the thing of wisdom or the grandfather, the man of wisdom in society. So this is when culture breaks down with children, honor thy mother and father, right? And, and they don't. And, and the parents had to be affectionate how to be affectionate. Affection means superior position. And because every the authorities, you know, fail us, then a shradhanana pur show, people become faithless. And it creates a samskara, an impression in the conscious that makes it more difficult for people to advance in spiritual life. And, but at the same sense, because people cheat, then it's very hard to be vulnerable. So, it, you know, 
people have to learn the philosophy first and then apply it in the proper circumstance. Okay, thank you, Jamunajaya. Okay, anybody else like to share a comment? Anything? Thank you, Maharaj, for your- Mr. Hargo. Hare Krishna. For this um, discourse is really full of so many things. I was trying to remember all the uh, threads, but the one thread I think I remember can really feel is we really need the mercy of the Lord because we just don't have what it takes to get there without his mercy. Those, those, uh, those um, um, roadblocks or those, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the, um, well, I forget what the word you use, but, uh, you know, to Obstacle. the next level. Obstacles, yes. We really clearly, you know, we see the obstacle. We want to overcome the obstacle. We've got the roadmap, but we don't have the vehicle. So we really have to get the mercy. And I really appreciate nice how you put that. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you don't have that desire, you're not humble. Because mercy means there's something greater. Mm. And mercy means you're an object of mercy. So what is, it means when you think you need mercy, it means I am lacking something. <laughs> yeah. So unless you have that consciousness, it's hard to practice bhakti and it's hard to attract that energy. I, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I like Thank that. You. Okay, Dristan, Thank nice you. to see you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe good to see you. Maybe next year at Rathiatra. Yeah, maybe so. I, I, I saw the I saw the videos. It looked like a really a bit big crowd. Very nice re reunion for everybody. It was. It was. It was great. Thank you. Thank you. I Anybody you. else like to have uh, some point they like to share or ask any? Hi, right, Krishna Maharaj, it's Missy. Missy, great to see I, you twice today. <laughs> it, both classes are amazing. I, I was thinking about, you know, the relationship with the, the student and the teacher. Uh, there's um, a good relationship when the, the student is uh, submissive and is eager to hear. And I think about that in the classroom, and that usually is the best relationship. So it works both with, with Krishna consciousness and application to real life in the material world. Right. And how you suffer as a teacher because they don't have that culture of respect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I don't know everyone, but it's not what it should be. This is true. <laughs> and when, when we were younger, you know, it, uh, there was so their teacher was like so much respected. My God, if they would have complained to my parents that I was misbehaved. And the parents would respect the teachers. Maybe they were more respectable, too. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Krishna Maharaj. Yes, go, this, uh, this, this is one of those classes where, you know, you say something a little differently that has a... Uh, that really attracts uh, my attention, you know, and, and makes things go deeper. I mean, it was so simple, but it was still so impactful when you were saying that, um, you know, if God is God, then he should, 
you know, he should be the happiest because he's in a position where he can do anything. If you can do anything, then why wouldn't you be the happiest person? Something like that. Right. Why wouldn't he have the highest pleasure? Yeah, he could do anything. Yeah. And then the second second part of it is because what he enjoys is love and it's shared. Then he also gives the highest pleasure to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also liked what you just said to Drishta Prabhu about you know about attracting mercy. You know, if if you're going to attract mercy, you you need the humility to recognize that you are lacking something. You know, right? You know, it's another simple point, but it's, I, I just like the way you said it was impactful. That you know, you have to. That's that's where the humility comes in. The in the recognition that you're lacking something that is beyond yourself. Yeah, it's such a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you much. Anybody else? Say hello. Hare Krishna, Gumaraj, Tote Gopinath here. Thank you, Bo. Okay, anybody else? Okay. We can end for today. Hey, Bo. Bunch of couple. Yeah, Jet, just did something? No, just a bunch of couple of trivia, Cha. Okay. Sindhu Baby Chapati Tampa.